less awkward than Jeff Van Gundy's Running Man dance. It's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. With me today is my fellow Mavs fan for life, Ruben Tomas. You can find him at Reddit Mavericks. How are you doing this Sunday? We won some pretty good. I I am right there with you. It was a uh, nail biter. We almost... (laughs) We, we 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 tried not winning this game but man we we hung in there and uh it was yeah god it's yeah, nice I'm, nice to get a win against a good team i'm very happy that uh the refs took my bribe so good good it, it's paying off yeah. uh <laughs> speaking of bribes uh joining us for to complete our tangential trifecta our duke of deviant behavior he's basically dirk Nowitzki's version of cornholio you can find him at squish 41 dick Nowitzki. how are you sir are you threatening me <laughs> he's from lake titicaca and he's here I, to I, troll Twitter. I am Corntrolio. <laughs> oh, shit. The great Corntrolio is your new bio. Fantastic. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good. Uh, what a game last night. You know, yeah. it's hard Abs- not like, you know, we, we just to see us overcome uh, the best shooter in the fucking unbelievable <laughs> force that is steph curry and actually win because we yeah. too have an unbelievable force it was just a cool night it's rain and threes Dude, hallelujah it's rain and threes yeah it's just insane like how many logo shots did steph hit like well at least it, two at like least a- but like he was just on fire and there was and i'm sorry the, most of them were contested like i just don't I, i'm surprised just how offensively like just amazing they are still like not just good like i knew they were going to be good because steph's great but like Ubre was hitting a lot of shots like uh we were just getting torched from outside and it was great to see us uh keep up and it was good to see luca go seven of 12 like i'm uh, it from three like i which I is insane satisfied. which yeah, is fucking insane satisfied with that um and of course uh maxi coming up clutch like our best three-point shooter uh getting open for a dagger three at the end of the game uh it just feels good to win a close game against a good team because that's something that we have not done really this season and our record yeah. shows that um i think yeah but i mean I, I think there's no shame in losing a close game to a good team. Um, I never feel good about a blowout. And the problem with the Mavericks recently is they've been losing to bad teams um, and, or losing by a double digit margin, which granted you can make the argument that a lot of people this season have been doing that just because if you're down 10 with a quarter left, there's a lot less, you know, this season's kind of been uh, a real kick in the pants. So they all just kind of quit by you know if you're down double digits with like six minutes left to go or whatever but uh not the mavericks case this time around it's great to see uh some real fight and just solid production across the board really um i was 
pretty happy with how everybody played. But in the meantime, uh, the wait is finally over. The Super Bowl is here and the NBA is in full swing. You might not be able to make it to a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Will the Chiefs go back to back and Brady claim ring number seven? Bet Online has all the action you need for the big game, plus hundreds of prop bets to keep the whole game entertaining. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses bet online your online sportsbook experts uh felt like doing a live read because editing it in seemed a task too tall to carry so uh let's let's talk about this week hiring with indeed your search is over if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, um, we, yeah, roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. Um, we lost a close game to Phoenix. So it's really a tale of two back-to-backs this past week. You know, we had the back-to-back with Phoenix, which where we lost terribly, and then we lost goodly. <laughs> like uh lost a close game yeah um you know we i a booker dagger at the end of the game like we were right in it but we blew a 15 point lead and you know a whole lot of question marks a whole lot of frustration you know luca misses a last second three um which was an awful shot and i think ultimately we could talk about that play and i think that should have been a uh I think there should have been a better effort to make an easier shot available considering we were just down one instead of jacking up a three. Um, But, you know, at the very least that, that game showed at least a more competitive intensity that I think we've been missing most of the season. And it feels good to see our starters back uh, in a fighting form. Yeah. I mean, that, that game was fun. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like if, if I was someone who like didn't have a dog in the race, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like that was, a really fun competitive you know game between i mean devin booker and fucking chris paul and deandre jordan they got something going on over there you know absolutely yeah you know like i got something over there we got you know i think that was who played for us was it was um, everybody on board? not everybody but like yeah no, chris was, was back and yeah Maxi, yeah so well Kristaps was playing meaningful offensive minutes too yeah and that's yeah. that's something i'm i'm getting encouraged seeing is that he seems to be getting more uh, aggressive and more just more involved you know it's not just yeah. like him you know jacking up you know awkward jump shots um where it just he seems just sort of timid he seems to be being more deliberate in his offensive choices so yeah. that's that's at least clicking um and the role guys are falling into place now that they're healthy which is cool to see um yeah squish any thoughts on the on the phoenix game uh this past monday uh, it hurt <laughs> Um, Devin Booker's a bad man. Chris Paul is a bad man. 
yeah yeah so uh, i i went on to the the valley pod uh or sorry the valley podcast is a phoenix suns podcast right after the game like right after seeing that heartbreaker um so it was hard to keep a straight face uh through <laughs> gritting my teeth of watching that that ending of that game um but we we discussed like uh, what were the similarities between Chris Paul and Steve Nash? Like, what did I see since that was kind of a, a Mavs, uh, Suns sort of crossover player that we're both familiar with? Um, and, you know, I, it's so interesting that there's kind of like three major like Phoenix point guards that were also Mavericks point guards and still important to both histories. Like you got Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and well, I guess Chris Paul's not uh, – wasn't a matter but anyways uh still kind of interesting and I, I feel like chris paul is such a unique player like he's it's weird that someone that small is that strong and that deliberate on the court you know like it's yeah. i after seeing curry you know torch us from outside like curry at least plays like how a short person should <laughs> like yeah he's bomb like threes and bomb threes he's super quick he's he's shifty you know he he looks like he's working that extra you know foot that he la- lacks in height you know what i mean like he's yeah. mm-hmm. uh he scrambles more and it's interesting to see chris paul of a fairly similar stature play so differently i don't know i just i found that found that interesting so shout out he's to the guys in, in the valley pod yeah, he's terrible to play against, but interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. you were talking about his strength. Him, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, there's really a weight and a precision to everything he does with the e- ball. Every, and it's, everything, it's, dude. Like, it's it's terrible to play against, but impressive to watch. Um, I mean, yeah. I think in in late career, Chris Paul is a lot more fun to watch than most of the Clippers Chris Paul because he I think, was a big whiny baby there. Yeah, Clippers He's calming Chris down a lot and favorite. focusing on, oh, what do I need to do to lead yeah. and help lead lead. keep help these guys win games? I think that the Thunder season was a lesson for him. Right. And I think he's, he's taking that to Phoenix and it's translating. Whereas like the Clippers, he really rubbed – a lot of people the wrong way like by the time those guys got broken up i don't think blake or deandre liked him all that much i'm sure mm-hmm. that's all cooled off since then but they yeah. were not having fun playing with chris paul mm. yeah i i think like the the bigger difference between him and 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 nash just to kind of put it more of a kind of a mass uh shade on it i guess is like it's so interesting to see a guy like basically he makes the decision of what he's going to do like i'm going to get this specific shot off and you're not going to stop it like and i felt like nash was more reactive like nash Mm. was more of a i'm gonna or all right i'm gonna fake a three go like whatever the defense gives him that's what he's going to react around and just like be like this magician that like okay i'm going for the layup this guy made this move now i'm passing it behind my back to a guy that's open like that wasn't the plan but that's how it worked so like i compared chris paul is like a very deliberate like like concert like composer like or uh yeah yeah like or you know he can he's a conductor conductor of an orchestra and like nash is more of a jazz improviser like well, it's going into it, it for for me like thinking about their play styles and how they're different i mean yeah you're absolutely right paul is more of a i know exactly what i'm going to do in this situation and it's probably going to work 
whereas Nash was absolutely more reactive in a sense that he was just out there responding to the dance floor, basically, uh-huh. uh, in the most beautiful way. Like he just was, he, he would just find something fucking crazy that you would not expect and it would just work, but it was just so smooth. Like, uh-huh. uh, you know, whereas, yeah, Paul's more of a conductor, Nash was more of a, it was an improvisational jazz is good or just an improvis- improvisational dancer like he just sure. he had more of a a flash mm-hmm. and uh i think he's the style ki- to the game that uh, we haven't really really seen so I, you see some of that in luca there was just a flare like we haven't seen a right. nash type kind of passer in a while either he just, I think Rubio else. might be the closest to him, but like he's kind of all flash, no substance. Like he, like, uh, and you know, I think actually some Trey Young uh, feels a little Trey Young, yeah. Well, in, Nash in is Trey's he, favorite player too. Oh, really? Well, that, that, well, that, that makes sense. And I think ultimately, like, I think it's interesting to see, like, I, I think Nash what made him elite was like, he was the king of the, how the hell did that go in shots? Yeah. <laughs> like where he's just like, he drives, fades away five feet back, one handed, just like yeah, just yeah, moonshot like that, that yeah. just went in for some reason. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, but well, speaking of Trey Young, uh, we, we beat the Hawks again, which always feels like a great, like, you know, it's always Thank good. God. To, <laughs> Seriously, it's, holy fuck, Twitter would have been fucking terrible. Well, I mean, it, we lost it, it already is. But. Yeah, let's, it, Twitter would have been more terrible. Yeah. Um, it's always nice to kind of get good against the Hawks. Um, <laughs> Trey Young will never escape Luca. It'll be he out like Luca is the albatross around uh, Trey's saying, neck, they, and it will they, never, never leave. It is. I mean, they're you know they're intertwined forever, for better or for worse. Like yeah. their entire well, careers. <laughs> yeah. What's funny, um, talking uh, again at the Valley's Pod, you know, it's just like man, I feel kind of bad for like Aiton and Trey because they're always going to be like they'll just be compared to Luca. Yeah, and they made a good point. They're just like I don't think. Aiton is the Sam Bowie of the Michael Jordan to that, yeah. Luca. Aiton is to Luca, but he, it might be the Olajuwon. And I'm like, I don't know if it, like that's. You think yeah. about that, it's like okay, Olajuwon over, you know, Jordan. Like you can make that bet. It's like okay, like yeah. I'll, I'll take yeah. that trade. Like who were to see who was to see that, but like. uh I don't know. Trey Young is as fun as he is. And like, he, he's still an interest. He's such an, a weird player, but like it, it's, and I feel like some of the shots he makes, uh, it, it's really just a middle finger to God and physics. Yeah. Some of that shit, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's a, a, a Steph Curry offspring, you know, where sure. it's just like, it's like how the, why the fuck are you shooting this? Oh no, why are you doing this? Oh, okay, fuck it went in. Okay, never mind. Is John <laughs> like, is John Collins good? I can't tell. Okay, so I think he is, and I want him on our team so bad because I don't think that I think their relationship, his relationship with the Hawks, has been soured. I don't know though, because not part of Hawks Twitter. I don't want to be part of Hawks Twitter, but you know, I I feel like I feel like there's that weird animos- animosity between the team and him, mm-hmm. and. And they might not, they really might not offer him a qualifying offer or whatever. They, they mm-hmm. might not pick up his option over the block. Can like, I interject briefly? Sure. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, Shams just now, the Detroit Pistons are nearing an agreement 
on a deal to send Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr. in draft compensation. Dennis Smith is free. They're freeing him. That is yes. excellent. DSJ yes. to say Kudumboya. Let's see it. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And if they're trading Rose, that means there's a role for him. That's so great. Oh, my God. I want to thank oh, you. Man. That is so great. DSJ going to my adopted hometown. Hey, look he, at you. He might start for them in a who few is, weeks. Who is, who is, yeah, who are the guards? Well, Derek Rose is gone, so DeLon Wright. Yeah, I guess hey, DeLon, DeLon's not having a good season, though. DeLon's not having a good season. Apparently. He's having DeLon, an okay season. Well, DeLon Wright, I guess, God, I'm trying to think of who's even on the Pistons right now. I know they got a rookie that hasn't been very good. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Well, Killian they, Hayes. No, Killian Hayes. Thank you. Yeah. That was who was I was talking about guards. Yeah, Killian yeah, Hayes. Guards. Yeah, guards. Huh. Wow. Well, I mean, they certainly got more athletic. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so, that's great, I don't though, quite – yeah is this just is this new york making a playoff push i don't know what i mean this does i think so yeah or they're just they're getting going they could make it they really season. could make it they're they just actually got pretty good yeah playing solid defensively they're like, fucking solid dude like oh uh, i guess i guess that's the tibbs factor huh i don't know what he did to julius randall but that dude's yeah, going julius crazy randall, this year yeah, julius randall remember that he was a a, a, a high lottery draft pick yeah <laughs> just like yeah i'm gonna fucking kick ass so I mean, I don't have any ill will towards the Knicks, so that's cool, bro. Like, I'm happy Desmond Jr. is going to a, potentially like a new place that may, may be able to develop him and say, you know, he's still super young, so it's, it's not like Stan Van Gundy coaching the Pistons. No, that's not. No, no. that's who's, uh, no, who's Dwayne he coaching? Casey, Dwayne Casey's coaching the Pistons. Who's Stan Van coaching? Stan Van Gundy's uh, uh, coaching Pelicans. the Pelicans. The Pelicans. That's Dwayne, right. Oh yeah. my God. No, Dwayne Casey. Duh. Dwayne Casey. Yeah. yeah. No, he. Yeah. Dwayne Casey, one of the only coaches to get coach of the year, and he's probably talked to after. he's probably talked to to Rick about DSJ. Oh sure, uh, I, I bet that I bet that's I bet that sold him on it because Rick was probably like, yeah, I mean, it's a good oh, kid. Good Just, for him, man. Good for Dennis, man. I hope he, you know, it's hope really he does well out there. It's interesting seeing like, so I know, I guess like around the their draft, like there was that that whole NCAA controversy about like. Players oh, yeah. getting bribed yeah and like two of like the main or i guess like the three main players that were of that like that were clearly yeah. paid to go to whatever college they were going to uh ayton uh kyle kuzma and dsj were, were like one of the three's name and yeah. i'm just like they it's interesting to see kind of the similarities in a lot of them like in the sense that like they were i guess i guess kuzma is like the least that was expected of so like he's like a good rotation player or whatever yeah. but he's still a fucking head case you know and like yeah. does has never seen a shot he doesn't love and like ayton ultimately for number one overall like he's not all of a condi uh, like territory but like he's certainly not like he's not the dominant force you would really hope to have from a number one pick overall that had yeah. as much promise as him yeah and then dsj is clearly i mean like he's already you know once you've reached the i've played for more than two eastern conference teams you're like that's usually not a great sign when you're um, like 22 20 whatever how old sure he is. yeah he's he's still 18 um <laughs> and it, it makes me wonder like how much that did, did that kind of upbringing or I, or I guess like that that pause in developmental space you know when you're going to college because you're getting paid to be there because of like how hot shit you are like yeah does that really challenge you to be better? You know what I mean? Cause you're already yeah. being told that you are worth paying to 
to go to yeah. elevate a college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like they're getting the coach K treatment of, Hey, you, you haven't reached your best self yet, as opposed to some of these smaller colleges that are like, you're already the best player ever. We need you to sell tickets. Like, I wonder what that does to like a certain player's work ethic. And yeah. it's kind of interesting to see those comparisons with those three players. So uh, DSJ, I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. I want, I so, want to see some fun Detroit Pistons basketball. So, so squish, squish broke Sham's news on the podcast live. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. good. Hey, that's good. According, according to a source. According to sources. <laughs> sources being the timeline. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Okay, so we're talking about the Hawks win. That was yeah, great. Hawks yeah. win was great. Um, Good win. I, obviously, they're missing guys too, but whatever, bro. I'll take it. I don't. Care. I don't know if you if if you have two of your main or or three of your main starters. I think you know that's that's just kind of what everyone's having to be tasked with. It's not like yeah. they're missing somebody super huge. Um, okay, so let's talk Warriors. Um, so we had an abysmal loss uh was it friday or thursday it was thursday was it? twitter thursday. was twitter was just sell the team Holy shit. it was crazy. yeah uh, I was like, okay get, i was like let's put all the players in the gallows rick needs to be shot into the moon like, just fucking yeah everything not to the shot into it shot into buried into it. into it like through the core of the moon um i i don't mark could afford it <laughs> mark just hits up tesla hey like, that hey, rocket man. that didn't go well let's i got it (laughs) yeah um (laughs) uh, i'm not so much mad about the this specifically the lot it's like it's just the how that's a lot of points to give up to a team that's not really at full strength like doesn't have doesn't have anyone over six seven you know like well and i mean but it makes me wonder like okay if wiseman was playing how much more we would have lost by because we don't we don't match up well with big like productive bigs um uh, having watched the warriors play a ton Mm -hmm. um when they have wiseman and what's his name looney yeah yeah kevin looney yeah those guys are healthy their play style is the same but it's a bit slower so i feel like we probably match up just a smidge better it's the small ball just shit it's hard for us to yeah, do the, yeah man at least the first time around we responded way better last i mean night, bro they but... were they were running and gunning like the entire time like it was insane like sure um, and again and, like and... <laughs> Go ahead. I, was say, I was say like in a lot of it's just like you know rick was saying like you know we kind of fell into their trap and it's like yeah dude like i think most of tours saw that within like the first like half yeah. like you know that we were just like you know, like we weren't controlling the pace at all. We weren't, you know, like seduced into a shootout. Yeah, yeah I know seduced. I was like, dude, come on, man. But here's the thing. I mean, the Warriors do that to a lot of teams. You know, and then so Luca. I, don't and then, I mean, I, I, they beat the Clippers in a then, similar like. And then Luca go shootout Luka, happened, yeah. and, and Curry went yeah. supernova. And then obviously Luca going Kylo Ren in the locker room, apparently just like not wanting. To <laughs> I love well, that. You scene. know what? It's interesting because, like, well, okay, so uh just looking just box score reading here like if if the warriors are shooting 51 percent from three and they got up uh 22 threes and we shot 40 percent, but we got 20 like it's like yeah we're gonna lose a bunch like it's uh it i don't know it, it was not a good showing from us offensively or wait i think i read that right no defense no so offensively man we actually start we actually shot okay i thought right i I think we're now we're finally like seeing maybe the dividends of 
you know, these guys coming back like healthy, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, so yeah, we shot better, like a lot better. Like if it had been any other team, we might've actually won that, but right. because the fucking warriors, because they have Steph fucking Curry, like, and Draymond Green, who is just like, he's on a fucking war path. You know, it makes, it makes me feel feel like like when I'm playing fantasy football and like a guy had like 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 I had Alvin Kamara for instance and it's mm. just like what I would do almost every time with fantasy football would be like all right if I lost and my, look at my point total how many other teams would I have beaten that I do day? That all the time I do that all yeah. Time. yeah and so like to see like okay we were at one that day one sixteen would have won literally every other game aside from the Portland game. So like on, on that slate and like one sixteen is like that, but it's just like, no one was beating one forty seven. you know, yeah, no, like that's, no. yeah. Like we just, we get the shit and the stick like all the time. So. Totally. Well, let's, let's talk about the, uh, on a happier note. You talk know. about the, yeah, talk, uh, fuck the loss. I won't talk yeah, about that anymore. Yeah. Let's, let's talk most recent win. Um, what did you guys see that you liked? Like what was, what was probably your favorite takeaway from that, that game? I, I really loved that we did not allow ourselves to get completely demoralized by the tear that Curry was on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, we hung really in there, important. stayed the effing course and still try to defend him, even though he was making ridiculous shots because we did make him miss a few times when we really needed him to miss. Even if he kept hitting a few later, like there was a stretch where we slowed him down for a bit. And I think that kept us in it. And um, I loved, uh, and it was something Luca talked about in the post game about, um, you know, getting back to the player he was before when he was just having fun out there. I think he fell into a, a, a trap. And, it, and for me, it's like, you know, if you're ever playing like a video game you really like or something, and then you're just feeling irritable and like the competitive side of it maybe starts to get it's kind of felt like that as someone that plays games like i'm just like as someone that plays video games like everybody doesn't play video games now but like i'm just meaning like he seemed to fall into a trap where like he was really leaning into like the we're not winning i like just being frustrated all the time and he was having fun out there Uh it seemed like no matter what the score was he was having a good time and it showed in his play i mean he he shot you know, for everything Curry did. I mean, Lucas shot extremely well from three as well for, mm-hmm. for his standards. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And he, 11 assists. He was responsible for like 51% of our points or whatever. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah. uh, yeah, it was just a joy, like for the team to hang in there and then for Luca to, you know, put his foot down and, and guide us home. That was like, just, no, that was just gonna... great to see. I had a feeling like, I mean, and, and this is going to continue going forward, but yeah, it's going to require pretty Herculean efforts from Luca. Uh, but this one, I don't know. This somehow felt effortless. Like he made a you know forty-two and eleven game look really easy. Um, yeah. So that's what we need to see. Um, and just hopefully Porzingis keeps rounding out and um, everyone else starts to hit a hundred percent. And God, Maxi Kleber is awesome. That's God, sort of I love at. that man so it, much. It's amazing how much different the games feel whenever he's when he's there. Like he's just they're closer. Mm-hmm. He he makes better heads up plays. He hits his open shots for the most part. Like I I mean I I couldn't be happier with with Maxi's production. Um, he he just sets the tone, and it just seems like it feels like Josh Richardson has a better game whenever he's he's on the court too. And 
I don't know. I think ultimately, like I, I, I just, I can't say yeah. anything bad about Maxi Cleaver. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm very thankful for Sham, uh, Sham God to, uh, for probably the best weird moment of the game of after Maxi hits the three, he just pinches his cheeks like a baby. <laughs> he pulled on his beard. I mean, he pulled on it. That shit hurts, bro. That shit, <laughs> it, like, that hurt. that shit fucking like, hurts, fuck bro. <laughs> Oh man, oh, it was fun. I, I mean, like this game, man. Like, so what I did like, I like seeing like Kristaps did like post up a little bit more, even if just like mm-hmm. little baby ass, you know, post ups. Like, I'll take it. Least, like, he was trying to take advantage of Draymond a little bit more today, or that game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean works sometimes, but also Draymond, you know, I think actually no, against anybody on him really, because Draymond, sure. I think Draymond ended up, uh, he ended up going a one for seven against Draymond Dray- when Draymond was a. Uh, 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 guarding him, sure. which is not good. But also, Draymond's a Draymond's a fucking, a I, fucking monster. So I don't understand the Draymond hate, like or hate in general. Like I know he's. I, he, I like the dude. I love the guy. He's awesome. I, yeah, I've I've always appreciated just like he he brings a different intensity, and I think ultimately like having a defensive pest is just like the best thing you can have on your team, and that's what he does. But he's also like he damn good passer, man. He keeps I the machine going. Yeah, bro. He's they, like that he's team changed. Yeah. That team again. Yeah. I've been sneak watching the Warriors because Curry's just so fun. Yeah. Um, they didn't have him at the very start of the year. When he got back, the whole team changed they started, immediately. Yeah, they, yeah. If Draymond's like, out, bro, like, you know, like, yeah, the, war- like the Warriors are going to be good this year. Well, like, if you were like if you were ever to leave, dude, I don't know, like you know how like, good they would be. I just also think it's like. I, I realize that James Johnson is doing his best Draymond Green impression. Like, and trying, it's, it's not trying, it, trying. And that's, that's ulti- like, it's, it's interesting seeing like, Oh, this is what James Johnson could be. Like, it's probably not to that. Ele- Cause I think ultimately Draymond's just, I mean, clearly the better player, but like, that's, I would like to see James Johnson used more as a far as a Draymond type. I just wish he was a bit more aggressive defensively. Um, as because like like Draymond just throws his entire body wherever he needs to be like that dude yeah. like he, just chaos reigns whenever he's on the defensive side of the court. Um, I mean overall very fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, again refs. You know, refs. You know, maybe have missed a call or two. Uh, you I know. Okay, but... so there there was the out of bounds thing, which is like yeah, that was totally out of bounds. Like I'm not gonna be like oh, you know it was kind of. It's like no, it was out of bounds. But you know what? The, they they missed the play where they overturned the foul call, where you know like like Richardson got hacked by uh Bazemore. Like yeah, Bazemore. Yeah, and, and it was weird for it to overturn because like well, by the time of the whistle, I'm like God, I this this replay challenge thing like. I don't know. I think like the entire league needs to sit down and be like, all right, what makes this our, what, pro- yeah. what makes our product better? And if the product is let's just strictly enforce the rules and make the, the audience watch seven minutes of replay of a single play. Let's avoid that. Let's not do that anymore because that's the shit that bothers me. Like, that's why I don't like the NFL like 70% of the time is because here's this in like non-incidental holding play across the field that didn't affect the play at all, but now it's going back and it's just, it's so, I don't want to see the refs. Like that's not yeah, why no. I watch the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so whenever it turns into this, like, 
the last four minutes are completely like just castrated because like it yeah. is there is no momentum to this like it is just you know every single play has to be stopped dissected and they're not even getting the calls right like so it's like why are we even doing this? yeah like, it's just let's just accept that like hey these refs are human they're going to miss a call maybe you do like hey if it's if it's the deciding factor last minute of the game maybe we can make that compromise but at least not make it the entire fourth quarter of reviewing every other foul call or where they're not the ball i don't know it's just like this instant replay stuff has just been yeah it's um, old yeah it's a lot it's, it's old and it doesn't lead to a good product um and also just like I'm, I'm tired of like foul baiting calls and like even for luca like it started with james harden and yeah. because james harden's gotten away with it and it's been called that way luca's doing it now and i don't like it it's it is foul hunting and I think that does, that's not a good product. That's not interesting basketball to me. Like, like get the star calls when you're driving to the basket. Cause at the very least you are sacrificing your body for the sake of an exciting play, which is a drive to the basket. And you get hacked on that call. You deserve free throws. If you were, sh you know, pump fake and then jump into a dude as he's trying to contest ultimately think it's a pretty reckless play because like that's how sprained ankles happen and that or achilles injuries at worst and like then you know cool then we get to have three free throws we get to watch like that's god it's so dull so I tired I, the 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 pump fake into a three like a three-point foul thing like i'm less bothered by just because the defender shouldn't be jumping at them like that in the first place like, there's no there's no other outcome there's no other outcome for that of that play for me you know what i mean like a defender overcommits. that's just for me that's being smart it's all the like trey young jumping backwards and you know acting like he got tased and sure. the, you know the the harden he's done this less lately but i think that's because the refs have stopped calling it but mm. he would do that thing um where where his free throw attempts were out of hand mm -hmm. um during some of his rockets year where every time he drove to the basket it, if anyone was near him and made any slight sort of contact and he's totally still under control but he would whip his head back like he got shot by a sniper in the arena or something sure. that would be irksome and just yeah and i get like the <laughs> flopping and all the the tactics for the i guess specifically the pump fake into a three-pointer, which some of them aren't fouls, but the ones where the defender just way over commits because it's late shot clock, that's sure. just a smart play. I don't think you can take that away, but that as like a go-to move, ugh. Well, Luca does that move a lot. Yeah. The only reason I'm, I'm thinking about that as a as a as a play specifically because Luca's right. quite good at getting that foul, but I mean, there's a lot of cases where it's like there's nowhere for the defender to go besides landing on the shooter. Right. So and that's, I think that's a good, that's a good play. That's like the equivalent of going hard in the paint and earning a foul well, in terms of like a three pointer. Okay. I think of it as kind of like on the opposite side of the spectrum of a basketball play is where like, and Chris Paul does this a, a thousand times because he's smaller and he's smart, but ultimately like he will run to the basket. Like he is driving to, for a layup and like, he knows the big guys behind him and he slows down, gets ran over on purpose to throw. It's just like, that's as much as that's like cool you drew the foul good job. like ultimately like i don't know like that to me like if the goal is to just get more free throws i'm against it that's 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 just going to be my stance as a basketball fan because uh movement is fun 
uh, a, a shot going in is fun. I think a mm-hmm. missed a missed field goal will always be more interesting than a made free throw to me. as just entertainment's sake, and that's ultimately what I want to see more often of. So, right. Um, either way, it's, it's like the concept of you know when people get fouled when they do shoot that shot, a defender has to give the shooter room to land. Uh, right. Like it's a similar thing. Like if if I'm pump faking and I know this dude's jumping into me no matter what, yeah, I'm gonna draw that foul instead of throwing up a bullshit three. But they do need to be better about not calling it when that defender hasn't hit the shooter. That's, yeah, that's something they, they could work on as the league. Fair enough. As many times as Luca earns that call, there are times when he doesn't um, yeah. you know, like the defender didn't quite overcommit and the refs just like, this looked awkward. I don't know what to do here. Ah, blow the whistle. Right. That That's something they could yeah. tighten up. But this, I mean, also I, I guess I've seen times where they don't call it. It's just a weird, it's a weird situation for everyone. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, that that wraps up the games uh, for this week, guys. Uh, just another reminder. Uh, just a, another uh, the bet online. Uh, it's going to be the best spot to uh, make any prop bets. It's going to be the best spot to you know if you want, feel like betting the Super Bowl, they're the guys to go to. Yeah. Um, who do you guys got for the Super Bowl? Just to quickly state that because it is today, and it's something that I feel like we should mention. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I have uh, the American, uh, the NFL Luka Doncic tonight. So, that's a weird way to call Tom Brady. That's not Tom Brady. <laughs> Fuck yes. you. Pat, Pat, yeah, we'll go Patrick Bones. He's a friend of the Mavericks. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll root Chiefs this time. I don't know. I'm conflicted because like as much as I dig Patrick Mahomes, I think he's just like he's so fun to watch, and uh, uh I I can see the par- comparison of him being the Luka Doncic of the NFL. Uh, I, like it's cool to see history made if that's if if brady wins so it's kind of a win-win as far as just like a casual watch um i don't know yeah. i also want to see what stupid gronk dance he does because like if, <laughs> if he god if he wins as a buccaneer god florida gronk man like that's florida like, gronk that's florida like gronk. A, yeah florida man pitch. on fucking steroids <laughs> absolutely so yeah guys check out bet online uh they are your sports book experts um so the other thing professional welder shana ford used vr training developed by forge fx to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it that's what separates a good welder from a great welder vr training can help students like shana repeatedly practice specific skills Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I want to mention was that uh, we got three guys going to the G League. To oh, get some reps. Sure. Who we got? Good. Uh, you know, we got Tyler Bay, uh, sure. Nathan, and Tyrell Terry are all going to go, you know, going to get some reps, uh, I think, with a. Uh, who are they playing for? I think they're playing for the Nets, mm-hmm. Long Island Nets, and I forgot someone else was playing. Oh, for so we don't have the legends anymore, do we? Well, no. So they're not playing in their in their bubble because they have. A oh, bubble. I see. Got you. Got you. So you know, we'll be able to find. We'll be able to see them play in the bubble. I guess. You know, I've I looked at their schedule. It is not very work friendly for me, so I probably won't be watching a lot of it. But maybe mm-hmm. highlights, like because I think I think Cuban and Donnie said, "Hey, like we're only sending these guys down there if they're getting playing time." So. That yeah. makes sense. Well, be- I hope to see them get some better rotation because I think I still think Bay has a, a real shot. Yeah, 
Yeah, like Tyrell Terry. You know, I want to see him, you know, shoot more. Like, you know, I want to see Nate Hinton just grab fucking crazy offensive rebounds as a guard. You know, just like stuff like that. So that'd be cool. Like Hinton, you know, again, Hinton's got some fire. I'll give yeah, him I, I like that kid. I like him a lot. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, they're going. You know, they're all going to the G League. Like, I think it's like a 15 game schedule. Like basically like a month of basketball, basically. You know, with like their own like with their own uh, uh playoffs and everything. Uh, well, you know. I know Jeremy Jeremy Lim's down there. You know, they have the Ignite team that has uh, the Ignite that have um, a bunch of like uh, guys who are for going college and, you know, right. instead of, you know, going there instead. So that'll be cool. Like, I want to watch some of it. Maybe I can somehow. I might work, but I mean, we'll figure it out. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. So Word. I think that's cool. I mean, I'm hoping for those guys, those guys uh, get some playing time, get some confidence, you know, when they come up here. So totally. That'd be cool. All right. I think the last thing is obviously questions. Yeah, let's do some listener questions. All right, let's do it. Questions. All right. Tits McGee, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA ass pulverizer. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's actually a is really cool Off guy. to a strong start. <laughs> I love, No, he's actually a really sweet dude. I'm no sorry. further questions. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says, uh, do you prefer when this team is the aggressor as three-point shooters and hard drivers or do you per- prefer when it tries to play more concentrated defensive efforts? Both. Yeah, ideally both. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I like I like the aggression. Like I think ultimately, like you know, just seeing solid effort. That's the thing that I think yeah. is the, the key to winning this season is just like just outwilling um, your opponent. I th- it seems to be a pretty productive uh, strategy. So yeah, uh, if I if I had to pick one of those two, I'd. I, I love offense, so like yeah. I like when it's high scoring. So I'm gonna go off. Yeah, I'm gonna go aggressive on offense just because I think this team, like for all the talk of defense and defensive championship belts and all this shit, like we gotta score points too if we're gonna beat anybody. And I think yeah. the the life for time got sucked out of the offense this season, and it's literally just been Luca and just a bunch of dudes standing around, and um, we're figuring that out while still being pretty solid at at times on defense so yeah the offense i think if you're having fun on that end it's a little more fun to defend too and vice versa i guess but all right see so next question is uh with the exception of kp are there any players the Mavs are utilizing poorly right now this is from wyatt nunn yes Um, there's one i'm very mad about and i like you know it's because we're best friends on twitter but uh, Josh Green needs some more minutes, dude. Josh Green like, needs to play. Yeah. Even if it's just like he's probably not going to be like an offensive threat like anytime soon, but I want him to play, especially if we I know we're down by like five or six. Like mm-hmm. put his ass in, let him like learn, let him like play his defense, you know. Cause we picked him up because he's he's a defensive player. Mm-hmm. So use he, him, please. He gives me some real Tayshon Prince vibes, which is funny since uh uh Rick Carlisle coach Ta- like one of the reasons that rick carlo lost his job in detroit was because he didn't play tayshawn prince enough I am, um, yeah. <laughs> and i mean i don't think it's going to be nearly as consequential yeah, no, agree yeah, that josh yeah. green does need to get out there more um you know i guess like whose minutes is he taking away that we'd like to see you know because it's like yeah because we've been pretty much playing an eight or nine guy rotation we haven't really been util- we haven't been doing like the 10 12 guy like everyone Unless gets a little bit of minutes yeah, yeah. like yeah. There's several games where like Boban or Burke don't play, which I think is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Burke is another one too that I think you know. 
Just I don't know. Burke into sheet. <laughs> like, I, well, well, that's the thing. Burke is like your your wild card. Maybe this works out. Like where it's like, all right, he just lit on fire from three, keep him in the game, or he's gonna jack up those same seven shots and might miss all of them. Yeah. So like, uh, they they were in the Phoenix game. So I'm asking why they didn't play Burke more. I'm like because it was too close of a game, and you knew like you're not relying on him in the the big moments you're relying on him when you're like, okay, I need to just have a random dart throw and see what happens. And maybe he yeah. can shoot us back into a game. It's a good take. Uh, let's see. Next question comes from Jennifer. Jennifer asks, uh, what's the biggest thing? What's the biggest thing the guys need to do to get back into playoff contention and to stay there? So, clearly hit open threes that seems to be like if we yeah, can seems to be, the be consistent from three point because like we were i think we were dead last in three point percentage if i'm not mistaken yeah. uh, at one point if not currently then at one point this season and i think that's gonna go up i think there's a lot of positive regression there because we've shot so poorly but we've also had you know our starters out so now yeah, that maxi and... richardson and finney smith are back to you know their normal ways i think we're gonna see that percentage climb up yeah yeah we're trending upward there um so that's that's good especially from luca too um yeah yeah luke luca's hitting some big shots from deep let's see next question comes from spot on <laughs> my question why is kp so soft <laughs> listen it's because he conditions you know he's uh yeah he, he conditions he, there yeah, yeah he's got he's got you know I'm sure he's got a very nice medicated lotion that he puts on uh, on his dainty skin. Why, like he always looks like just the perfect. Like he's never, he's not orange. He's just like the perfect shade of beige. Like he's not white either, but he's like. And if, you know, he's, he's tan, dude. He's if, if you've he ever can... caressed KP's face, you know he's very soft. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the, the, the lith, Lithuanian lubricant. That if you can reach his face, Latvian, Latvian, Latvian. Damn it! Lot... God damn it! <laughs> God, what a terrible wrestler Wrong. that would be. The yeah, Latvian lubricant. The Latvian <laughs> lubricant. No, but, uh, you know. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't, Squirts into action. You know, I think he, he might be talking more about the basketball side of things. Oh, uh, so know. not like oh. his actual fit physical composition of his oh. son. <laughs> okay, I just maybe might have revealed my fanfic of <laughs> the Harley Quinn novel. I'm writing about KP's soft, supple Jesus skin. Christ. <laughs> I think KP is soft. Have you ever dunked on Clint Capella? I, that was cool. I, I will say that, yeah, his aggression does, like, it, it is inconsistent. It yeah, yeah, it yeah he, I think he's dealing with some mental frustration, mm. maybe a little doubt. No, I don't think he doubts himself, but I think he, 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 it's that know. thing where it's like, why can't I do the thing I want to do yet? I don't uh, want Maybe more be... impatience than I, anything I else. I don't, I don't want think him KP to have is soft. I don't want him to have the Tyson Chandler mentality when he's had as many injuries as he's had. Like, I think ultimately like, yeah, he's, he's not going to be a guy that's going up there challenging every layup possible. Uh, Cause it's like, as much as I want to see that, I want to see him be this, you know, absolute force on defense. I think like if, over the course of a regular season, like I, I get why some guys are taking breaks. I mean, like, it's not awesome. I'd, I'd like, like, I'd like to see a maxi cleaver effort, on defense from KP, but yeah, I still also think like KP is such a weird animal because he's a seven foot three shooting guard. Like that's really what that's what got. he is. Unfortunately, that's what he is. Like for better for worse. Yeah. So, yeah. um, 
Next question comes from Dalton Richardson. Uh, he asks, uh, <laughs> best moment of 2020 for you guys personally. Also, if the Mavs were an RPG video game, who would have the highest stats in each category? Charisma, HP, MP, strength, speed, and intelligence. Okay, let's see. So charisma, it's got to be Luca. Right? Yeah, Luca's there. Okay, cool. What was the next one? HP, so like H- hit points, like uh, like life force. <laughs> Bobon. Bobon. Yeah. Bobon. Yeah. Mag- MP well, is like magic tank. power. Mm-hmm. Luca. Luca's magic power. Luca, Luca magic. Strength. Strength. Bobon. Uh, I don't know. I might give that. To... I might get to Tim, dude. Tim is fucking. Tim's pretty strong. Tim's... Maybe Finney Smith. No. Bobon. No, I think Finney Smith. No. Or Johnson, maybe. Bobon strong. <laughs> Stop making anyone, anyone, anyone that makes Stephen Adams go. Oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's see. Uh, speed. Who's the fastest dude on the team? It's not Luca. It's uh, not. Uh, <laughs> it would, Burke. Burke. Yeah. Burke. Like, uh, Burke like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's either Burke or I don't know. Maybe one of the rookies. Maybe one of the rookies. Get some. Oh, uh, yeah. Josh Green's pretty damn quick. Josh Green like, or yeah. Burke, easy. Josh Green. Yeah. And intelligence. <laughs> Who's the smartest guy on the fucking team? Uh, Dwight Powell, because he went to Sanford. There we go. <laughs> that just doesn't sit right with me for some reason. <laughs> Luca. Uh, fucking basketball, probably Luca. Yeah. Luca, or I don't know, like we don't really no, have. He like, would, a... he, no, he would. He he would be like what he lacks in intelligence. He has like an, an awareness. I'm not. I guess. I guess. Is, but... I don't know, bro. Let's, let's, let's have him roll for initiative. We'll figure it out. See, Paul, um, Paul's book smart. Luca's book smart and street smart. Therefore, sure. <laughs> street smarts. Street smarts. Um, right. <laughs> so, what was your best year? What was your best moment of 2020 for you, man? Uh, for me, it was mm-hmm. uh, finding out that I'm having a kid. <laughs> pretty, I know pretty we, good we milestone there. You know, I, I know that we, you know, we uh, said, hey, like, you know, this happened this, like, we, like what, two weeks ago? Like, we, announced it but we've known since like november right. so yeah well congratulations man thank you what about you guys i i think the the best moment for me um it, 2020 was pretty transformative but uh, i would say going going making it to 95 days sober uh, at the time but also yeah. being able to like put myself in a situation to live on my own uh in in austin that's been a pretty hard hurdle yeah, to to clear and I'm, I'm glad i'm doing it so uh, i'm finally feeling comfortable in my own space which has been a a battle so i'm very thankful for that and ultimately um i have uh quintup or no quadrupled my my twitter following that's been pretty great yeah granted i started at like 120 but it's fine <laughs> how about you squish uh probably just getting to the best like mental place I've been in in literally like half a decade or so. So that's yeah. that was a good weird unexpected one. Yeah. I talked about that a while back on Twitter, I think. But yeah, no, that's yeah. that was a silver lining to it. Otherwise very strange year for everyone. Yeah. Uh Jake from State Nothing. <laughs> I love I love the fucking names, dude. They're so great. Jake from uh, State College. They ask uh record for this week. <laughs> Jake from like deep what? state farm <laughs> <laughs> sorry you're good what is the illuminati's <laughs> quote on my insurance 
so the, the insurinami i need that twitter account to jake from deep state farm yeah, oh my god dude <laughs> Oh, you the believe record. that quote from the liberal media? <laughs> oh my the, god! The liberal elites aren't giving you the right quote on your boat insurance. <laughs> wow! Do you believe? Not my, not my boat. <laughs> ah, shit. Okay. So anyway, back to the question, you assholes. Sorry, were you uh, saying something? <laughs> what's, what's our record record for this week? For this week? The, the coming week. Uh, coming week. Let's look at what. So we so we're going to record probably before the the Valentine's Day game. I would assume. Yes. Yes. Because that's at seven thirty. It's kind of late. We can't. Yeah. You know. We've. Yeah. I, I've but, actually. I got a gig. Uh, that's right. Games. You do have a gig. So you have. So we have three games. Basically, let's say three games. Okay. Uh, who do we got? Timberwolves, Hawks, and Pelicans. I would say like two and one at the late. I would I would be very happy to see a sweep here. Um, yeah, I think if we, ideally a sweep because I think we really could do it against these teams. But I yeah. think especially because like the Pelicans, like yeah, they have Zion, but they are so weird. Like Zion and Brandon Ingram, but great. But like other than those two guys, like they're such a weird fucking team. Like they should be I, better than they are. Yeah, but and, <laughs> I don't know. Like each one of those. Each one of those teams has a player that could just absolutely destroy us, like yeah. be it Trey Young or uh, Zion or Zion or Cat or is is Cat playing? Like no, I don't think no. I think he's still out. Is he still out? Well, either way, like the the, Someone, the, wol- yeah. the Wolves have been pretty. Anthony Edwards, bro. Like just, so. he seems. I don't know what he is. Like he seems like he might be like a like a oh who is the the bull uh Gordon. Ben Gordon. Ben, oh shit, Ben Gordon. Like, wow. like in the sense of just like, here's this like athletic freak that's gonna like average twenty a game for yeah. his career, but ultimately not do anything. Like, I or he could be great. Like, I don't really know. I don't really know what. That's kind of the shades that I'm seeing yeah. there. Um, but yeah. So let's say uh, three and zero. Let's shoot for it. Let's let's aim let's positive. Yeah, let's do that. What do you think, Squish? Uh, we could go three and zero. We really could. Yeah, um, that'd be good. That would get we, us a one yeah, game. Below I, I think realist, most realistically two and one, but we could, we could. Okay. It's not crazy to say we could go three and zero oh because yeah. I, I just think of the match. Like the Timberwolves are struggling. They tend to like play us pretty well for like seventy five percent of the times we match up with them. I think just because they do have some scrappy defenders to throw at Luca, but yeah. um, they're shorthanded and dealing with a lot of crap. I think. And also remember, like figuring we, out even yeah. what they are, um, and, and, and but, uh, then, yeah, uh, the Hawks. You know, we we defended that like, we we played them really well last time out. I think yeah. we could do that again. And then, um, you know, we've got noted Zion stopper Maxi Kleber on the team, so his, the Pelicans father, we match yeah. up really well yeah. with. So I don't know, yeah. it could happen. But uh, also, Dick, remember, like this will be the first couple of games where uh, fans are coming back. Yeah, they might so, be jazzed know, that, up about that. Yeah, and that might, you know, give us some, you know, give the team some uh something to work hard for, you know. I don't know, we'll Juice. see. We'll see. Uh next question. So this question is kind of a two-parter uh because two guys kind of asked the same thing. So uh mm-hmm. uh Mark and Josh Green fan account <laughs> asked uh so Mark said uh Tim Hardaway Jr has been great off the bench, I know. Tim Hardaway Jr has started a few games, but if Tim Hardaway Jr continues to provide consistent offense off the bench do you see him likely in a in the running uh, for a six man of the year and then josh green asked josh green fan account asked uh like what do you think is the ideal role for tim harvey jr i think 
off the bench is clearly like where yeah, he seems where to he be doing to be. the best. Yeah. And I think part of it's because he's, you know, now creating and shooting against twos for parts of his minutes. And I think Instead that ones, yeah. just, just like that, that little different ratio of who he's facing starters versus bench players. Like I think really makes that difference in his, in his, his efficiency. Yeah. Productive, like, yeah. yeah if Aside he's facing, from yesterday, but <laughs> well, I mean like ultimately though, like I will take a guy that could be that, you know, his worst case scenario. What was he like yesterday? Like, he was like two for like 11, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he wasn't great, but like, okay, so you're 11 point down, you know, your 11 point floor off your bench shouldn't kill you, but a 30 point bench could save you. Like, I, I like playing that odd as opposed to relying him for starters minutes where it could have that same yeah. floor and ceiling. So yeah. I, I think bench, I, I love Timmy off the bench. Um, I think that's yeah. where he seems to be thriving the most. And he's still getting, I mean, a big chunk of minutes oh yeah like I, he's yeah. just like three minutes less than josh richardson at this point and like richardson's been shooting the hell out of the ball god he shot 66 yeah. percent from three last night yeah he did awesome yeah so good so yeah i, I prefer him off the bench um will he ever be in the running for six man of the year uh i think it's too much of a rotation player to qualify yeah like i think like he's he, his minutes may like may disqualify him for that but also like i think he is because when he's hot, he's fucking hot. When he's not, he's not. And I think that will, you know, ultimately, like, will be, like, the deciding factor if he's even in the running for it. Because I feel like six-man of the year, like, they're kind of there to kind of, you know, calm, like, the, you know, calm the offense when it needs to be, calm defense when it needs to be, like, right. you know, um, consistent production, you know, which, you know, Tim, love him, but can't really do that, <laughs> you know, just because, again, he can go – 10 for 12, you know, from the field one night. And then the next night he's like two for 11, like he was right last night. So, you know, sure. what do you think squish? What happened? <laughs> oh my God. Good call. Good take. Good. Next, awesome. next, next question. Next question. <laughs> next question comes from Nick, who I don't think follows me, but he keeps asking whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I saw, I was like, you know, I was like, I never, oh, anyway, so, um, I'm sorry, I just realized, I was like, I don't think I've ever, anyway, so he asked a question last time too, and I was like, how the fuck did you find this? Anyway, um, will you trade our record 51-point win over the Clippers for a 7-0 run? God. I Why would you like do to, that? I would like to be higher in the standings. That would be nice. But, you know, that Clippers moment was so... I don't know if I've ever felt so elated. <laughs> it was like the highlight of my season so far. Like, yeah. You know, and, like... and, well, and y'all covered the duo pod right after that, that, that win. Yeah. I, I appreciate that because yeah, it was uh God, what a good win. And also fuck that might've been y'all. Yeah, well, yeah. And also just fuck the Clippers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take I mean, that I... narrow boat. No, I think, I think, I think that we can go on a seven run by ourselves without, having to sacrifice that yeah. one no, so I, I keep, I keep that shot. i keep that clippers gem for sure yeah I'm we can do this yeah i'm not worried quite yet um okay so uh josh green fan account asked another question that was actually um topical at the time but i don't think it is anymore but um do you think dennis Smith jr can turn it around in the g league which i guess we can now spin into do you think he can turn around ways with the pistons and we already kind of talked about it but I hope so because I, 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 I think it's so weird to me that a player not do well in this league and consequent and like simultaneously 
do things I've never seen on a basketball court before. Like that's yeah. what's so a- astonishing to me about Dennis Smith Jr. is to see plays I just never thought I'd see. Like literally shit I've never seen a person do on a basketball court. And I guess maybe it's just maybe it's just all flash. Maybe it's just you know I just get wowed by the highlights. But I don't know. Like I I still think if I hope that. Dwayne Casey can uh, beat it into his skull to be a better playmaker. Cause that's, that's the thing that he doesn't do well. Cause I yeah. hope like if he can tap into that, I think that would be really helpful. Like if, yeah. cause he, he does not set other people up. That's been like his main, like he's undersized well, to be yeah. like the main scorer and he's too inconsistent. Um, yeah. But I mean, like if he can develop as a playmaker and, and be like a net neutral on defense, I hope he just has a longer career because I'd like to see him and his athleticism do more in this league. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, I'm just, I'm, I would not be surprised if he just does a front flip into a dunk. I want to see it happen. <laughs> I want to see him do something without a trampoline, but basically the only time it's ever been done was at like the halftime trampoline. trampoline yeah. Set. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you got an ad squish? No. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Brenton asks a hypothetical question where the Mavs decide KP isn't um, the second start they need. Uh, what moves do you envision them taking? Uh, I think I think the Mavericks are loyal to a fault. If we if we have kept Dwight Powell as for, long as we have for as long as we have, and like he was a throw in on a failed Rondo trade, and we have just stayed committed to Dwight Powell for better or worse. I think KP's here to stay. I don't know what move we could make. And like, it's also like KP's not putting up the starters, the the max the, numbers he should be yet. Like, I'm still yeah. think that he could, but I don't know what return we would get from him. I mean, like, unless we're gonna like just completely blow it up and start over, which is just not where we're at right now. Yeah, um, no. Even though it can feel that dire, um, I don't know. Let's give this another ten games with all of our starters before we start feeling like you know the the. NBA sky is falling on these on this Mavericks team. Yeah. I mean, like, I think first of all, we'd have to like build up his uh worth because Yeah, yeah. He's gotta have no. a couple more 30 point games under his yeah. belt. He's gonna have to like, yeah. And uh the only guy that I would I would want to get that I think would be even realistic would probably be like somehow getting a fucking you know uh Vucevic or somebody, you know, because hmm. that dude is just He's on that fucking uh, Orlando roster, and I think he needs out, bro. He yeah. needs to go somewhere better. <laughs> like, God, what? It's like NBA Siberia. Like, yeah, that's what it is, bro. Like, it's just like, well, you can survive there, maybe. <laughs> Sac- Sacramento, Sacramento was that too for a while, but they're starting to pick it up. So. They're fun. I yeah, like watching. Fun. I will say, I, I, I follow few teams. I think I follow four teams on Instagram. Uh, you know, I follow the Mavericks. I follow the Pistons because they're like my adopted hometown and i also follow portland and sacramento and man yeah. those are those are some fun highlights to watch consistently uh let's see um next question i'm uh, not really a question but uh i think i think his name is jan john c asks um, okay. not a question but about last night and maxi got to deep thinking and saw this i think the mouse will be all right so it's a so it's maxi's three point percentage which is 0.444 yeah. right Right. And then angel number angel number four four four, which I guess might be from the Bible or something, but it says oh. brings a men- brings a message that all is well. Trust that you are on the correct life path and are doing a great job. 
Yeah. Well, I think what we really need to get here is that Maxi needs to get his percentage up to uh, 666 so we can get the devil involved and light the entire world aflame. Um, I think yeah that's how that's how it goes like once once maxi starts hitting from 666 or at least like 665 like he can be like the neighbor of the beast um like <laughs> the, the neighbor like, of the beast yeah it's just like hey like not, you the, know, not the best iron maiden song <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor of the beast coming over for your sugar um <laughs> um he really mowed good. your side of the lawn just because he's being neighborly. Something like that. Oh Anyways. Um, so not my best parody, but like, hey. I'll no, that was good. <laughs> uh, neighbor of the Beast. Uh, yeah, if we can get Maxi shooting <laughs> 665, six, six, I'll be more than happy. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, let's see. Uh, next question comes from Ollie. Uh, Ollie asks, uh, I know a lot of Mavs fans have mentioned him, him this season. But what at what point do we consider that Drummond on the stream can't be as bad as it's, as the team right now? And this is obviously before the win last night. In, yeah. So okay. So like I want to kind of put some of this Drummond stuff to bed, even though like it'll just forever just be in the ether of Maverick. Because like here's the thing. I've been talking about sinners that will fix the Mavericks since 2000. There is like the Mavericks have been this donut team since Dirk was drafted. Like, cause like, and it, we've tried solving it with the measures of Eric Dampier and Tyson Chandler and the, uh, so many different bigs that have just come in and come out and just like the, the, the rebounding monster center, I don't think fixes this team. And ultimately I would make an argument that rebounds might be the most overrated stat of all time um, because ultimately rebound leaders of like specifically of this era, like before rebound leaders was more indicative of their success, considering like the style of play of basketball, like Hakeem Olajuwon or David Robinson or whoever, or Dennis Rodman for that matter, like there were more shots near the basket. So there was more opportunities to get more defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds, or like it was more likely that your leading scorer was also, also your leading rebounder just because of how close they were to the get to the actual paint. But now with like how more perimeter centric the league is like these rebounds are a lot more empty. Like they're, they're a lot less um, impactful. And you can make the argument that like, it's good to be a top five rebounder, but like being the top rebounder doesn't necessarily, it's not really indicative of success on, on the basketball court. Like Rudy Gobert has uh, Rudy Gobert or Drummond have been like the top rebounders of the last five years. And like, can you say that like Rudy Gobert is just like the dominant force that is like, that dude is going to take any team to the playoffs. It's like, well, no, like it's the reasons that the jazz have been so great is because Donovan Mitchell and Conley are lighting the world on fire right now. It's not strictly because of Gobert's production. And like Drummond is the perfect example of a, an amazing rebounder, but like on Detroit, that has like barely made it to the playoffs in some cases, or didn't make the playoffs at all. and was like pretty lottery bound or he's in Cleveland, which ultimately was not necessarily productive. So, uh, and like the reason that Cleveland's doing any better now, isn't because Drummond still is just getting rebounds. It's because, uh, fucking the sexy sex man, uh, Sexograms, uh, Sexton. Colin, there you go. Colin Sexton. Colin, sorry, oh, Sexton. I, I, I could not think of his name. I could just only think of the the saxophone guy from Careless Whisper. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, sexy sax man, um, Colin Sexton is 
made that next leap. That's the only reason that Cleveland's doing much better now. It's not because of Drummond's production. So like, thanks for letting me go on this cowherd esque rant, but I just don't think Drummond is what's going to solve this Mavericks problem. Like, that's it. That's it. I go squish. I know you want to say. I don't. I don't think he solves it, but he he would help the Mavericks if he bought in. He sure. definitely would. And I don't know that I entirely agree that rebounding is the most overrated stat, but okay, I, I can see what, what you're what, saying. What, what, I don't know. Fight, what would fight, be less? Fight. What would be less? Or what would be a, a, another stat that is less important? Oh, it's not about finding another stat for me so much as it like if your team gets out rebounded by twenty, you effing lose that game usually. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think Drummond is the guide to fix that for the Mavericks. And I don't think that we're as bad at rebounding as like, yeah, we have shown. Mm-hmm. Um, we collectively get it done a lot of the time in terms of the boards, but having a guy that's a little more physical and could get you some boards, is not like- going to be like, the the single thing that fixes everything right like a great rebounder doesn't make this team next level um and gobert yeah he gets a lot of board but his impact is more just his defensive presence is insane that's true Um, and i I would okay drummond's not that drummond's not that kind of guy i would say that he's not a bad defender but he's not like a gobert like right defensive player of the year kind of guy and i I just say this because i've watched cleveland play a bunch Mm -hmm. and um I don't know. I just, I, I haven't seen Drummond on a really good team either. So I don't really know That's what fair. he is. That's another part of the outlier with him. It's like he gets, he's got a rap as a stat patter and his field goal percentage this season isn't the best, but the caps are kind of using him weird in a way that I didn't see him get used on the Pistons either. Like they're posting him up a lot. And mm-hmm. just, that's not, that's like uh when uh, Dwight Howard's athleticism started to wane a bit and mm-hmm. people realized this guy really doesn't have a post move, mm-hmm. but if he would buy into the concept of a pick and roll guy, he'd be right. amazing. And he just never did until, you know, now he's really solid vet, um, you know, bench Dwight Howard. We're like, I don't know. I think Drummond on the right team, like mm. the Mavericks could definitely make him into something, but I don't know that he fixes everything, I guess is what I'm saying. I guess the main reason that I'm, I'm, I, I'm agreeing I, and kind of disagreeing with you at the same I, time. I understand. I think ultimately <laughs> like, would I like to see Andre Drummond instead of Willie Colley Stein off the bench or Boban? Yes, of course. Like that's that there is a different tier of player there. Um, but ultimately what you would have to give up to get, to even make the contracts match is probably more than what I think we really need to do. And I'd rather have the continuity like our, is Cleveland taking Dwight Powell and what? James like, Johnson or something. James, well, but it's like the, neither of those guys are like full-blown rotation players. So why would Cleveland do that? So like in order for us to do that, we would have to give up someone that's probably averaging closer to 30 minutes. So we'd probably have to give up Brunson or, they or, 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 or Hardaway. And like, I don't want to do that. I think that they their production, I think is ultimately more important than whatever the the plus that drummond would bring like if he signs as a free agent next year i'm not going to be upset like what i'm getting at is like what we would have to give up to get him doesn't make that doesn't make any nba math sense to me well i don't know i guess the rumor i was cleveland is interested in like a second rounder or something 
like they're not looking like not for anything lot. crazy for yeah, Drummond now that they've got Jarrett Allen. So I don't yeah. know. I, I think more or less it's just like if we can get anything for the guy because it's it's sure. not an attractive contract to trade for. So I think right. they kind of know his value is not quite. Do off you still the have charts. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if we could take like if we could eat that contract somehow. It might be possible, but I just don't. I don't know. I don't think yeah. we do that. I. I it, it, it's weird. Um, I think he'd help us a lot. I really yeah. do. I think if he bought in, he, he, he would, he would help us a lot. He would be, he would be like if Deandre Jordan actually hustled. Um, there are times where God, he doesn't, DeAndre's but so he, he's not quite on DJ's level of. Yeah. Meh. Um, I've seen him. I mean, I watched a, a Cavs game earlier this year where Drummond clamped up Derek Rose and stole the ball from him on one of like the plays that forced the game into OT and they won. Um, but I don't think Porzingis would enjoy playing with Drummond. Um, but Porzingis is still in a painful process of learning his own ceiling, I think. Right. And no. we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, all right, let's move on. Let's see. That was a very good discussion between my friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week for more drum and talk. Uh, can we go ask us? Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> drum and watch. So, so Sammy asked. Rebounds. <laughs> Sammy asked rankings if Brunson, Maxi, Josh Green, Boban, Cuban, and Skin had a three point contest. Uh, Maxi's probably taking that. Maxi's already taking that yeah he, yeah, yeah maxi ne- next question <laughs> wait did he say cuban yes cuban and skin <laughs> i don't know skin seems seems pretty wet from the corner you think yeah i feel like skin might be able to <laughs> some shots up, bro i don't know uh yeah i think i think uh maxi takes that i think if we were to put in order it would be like maxi probably brunson mm-hmm. josh green boban by like a large mile like those four mm-hmm. and then like I don't know, bro. I think Cuban has more free time to go and just practice. So I'd say Cuban might could do it. I think Cuban probably be fifth, and then Skin unfortunately be last. But I love you still, Skin. So don't worry. <laughs> I think Skin is who I want to have on my like beer chugging softball team more. Yes, like, I think like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Could, like I feel like if there was someone that I would want to pick for like either like a like a, a company softball game or like a bowling team, Skin's up there. Oh yeah. Cuban or I mean, skin could be on my beer fest team anytime. Yes, <laughs> we need to go up there. Man. We need to go back up to Selena. Not man. that drunk. Not that drunk. <laughs> we gotta go to Selena again, man. Anyway, that, that, uh, let's new, see. that, that new, new beer that came out, bro. I'm looking yeah. at that one, man. I want it anyway. So, next question. Um, Smiley Cuss said, uh, How much do the Mavs miss JJ Berea as a leader and a spark for those nights when things start, start getting ugly? Um, I'd ship a wounded back for Berea in a heartbeat. Yeah. 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 I we, think at we, this point, yeah. It's very, we need, we need the defensive, uh, not defensive, need, uh, fucking, not defensive presence. Uh, a better de- presence de- defensive better. juggernaut that is JJ Berea is dearly missed. Better pre- and actually, need, we need yeah. his poise. And yeah. I can tell you, Rick is Pissed, deep down. Bad, like, like man, right. if I had JJ to throw out there and like give us something, Dude. or just like nights. Or just like be another coach off the bench, you know, exactly. like just do we retire JJ Berea's number? We've discussed this before, I think. Uh, which yeah. one, five or 11? Yeah, that would be like the question, right? That's like, like, you think you would do five just as a middle finger to Jason Kidd? 
because he he was five originally <laughs> in the nineties. Yeah, that'd be hilarious if we know. retired JJ Barea's number five jersey. Number five. <laughs> I don't think he, I, I JJ was a great Maverick, but I don't think he's at jersey number retirement level. I think Jet should be though. That would Jet, be my, that would Jet, be my argument. I could see Jet more than I could see JJ. Yeah, I think anyone that that was, I mean, he was part of the two finals teams. That would be my that's yeah. my argument. Argument, yeah. yeah, for it. Anyways, sorry. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, but I think they miss him. So, mm. um, next question comes from uh, uh Olivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Olivia. Um, uh, who's your trade target that'd be the best for, for the Mavs at the moment? Uh. I want Vucci main, bro. I don't know how the fuck we get him, but I want him. Vucci like, man. that's what I want, bro. Like, Vucci gang, Vucci gang, Vucci gang. I love. I, I hate it though, bro, because I I love that nickname, and he fucking hates it. And I'm like, just let us just shut up and let us call you it's that, like, please. It's like KD and the Slim Reaper, and he's just like, no, I'm the Durantula. It's like that's so much dumb. No, bro, he wanted he wanted to be called, he wanted to call the servants. Want- he, he he didn't like any of his names. He wanted to become the servant. He wanted to become the servant. Yeah, I think because I think something with like his uh, childhood oh. coach, something like that. So I don't know if I like that at all. Like, yeah, no, I don't. Like I, I don't feel like I'm allowed to call him that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> the, slim, the slim reaper was slim reaper great. fucking rules. That's the slim reaper's good. Thanks. Um, I heard if I could... someone said the <laughs> Blake Griffin was the Auburn Mamba. <laughs> 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 all right let's keep going let's see let's keep what, moving I, okay so zach asks uh all said and done our team is not good enough no matter the adjustments we make this year with these role players eh. the only way to compete as of now is to get luca a chip to compete as of now to get luca a chip it's a trade for a big time playmaker what is donnie and mark thinking so know. yeah, we'll we'll see if Chris Paul's <laughs> available. You know, we'll we'll send the mate. You know, a woundu and hey, Chris, I know the Suns are doing well. <laughs> I, I what? I, God damn it! Like this is like part of like basketball Twitter that drives me insane. It's just like what move is out there that's that obvious that like I, I don't know. It's just like this idea that like another star player jumping in is going to like fix everything, and it's like. To me, it's just such a it's a it's a gross misunderstanding of the game that okay, we need to just get somebody with a higher overall attribute score so we yeah. can now win. It's just like this isn't just yeah. like simulating 2K, bud. Like there's actual things like chemistry, uh just complementary skills. Like they've and also just like practices are off too. Like I know other teams are producing and like, it's frustrating right now, but it's like, I think we're going to recover from this. I still think we're one of the top teams of the West. We just haven't been playing that way. Yeah. Yet. Well, a lot of the teams that are doing well. And I think, was it Cuban that talked about this? I mean, if you look at who is doing well, it's a lot of teams that didn't have a lot of turnaround and already know how to play with each other. Right. We don't well, quite have that. And it doesn't help that we can't practice and it doesn't help that people uh, you know, we had the issues where, you know, people weren't necessarily in shape at the start of the year. And then, you know, we were hitting a stride and then COVID and then, you know, you hit a reset button on all of that. So yeah. it's sort of a, uh, there's a lot of factors, you know, not least of which being our physical condition and, yeah. you know, near constant identity crisis because we can't really get together and practice the way that we could if there weren't a pandemic happening so it's it's tough and there's no obvious move 
we also have the most difficult we have had by far like like far and away we have had the hardest schedule uh it gets easier now it gets yeah it's much easier now like we're we're on a good stretch coming forward but also like when he says like a playmaker like you know we have you know Jalen Brunson is a two-time, you know, mm-hmm. NCAA guy and W champion, and he was, you know, just player of the year and stuff like that. So, I, I, I great. I, I'd like, to, I'd like to see him start. You know, I think that'd be yeah. cool. You know, alongside Luca, that would be two playmakers, like right there. You know, I mean, it ties in with the theoretically. So, the other question, but like, what are the matter? There's not an obvious move, but like, yeah, you've got your ideal thing where, like, it, and it's not so much we need a another big time playmaker we need a big time threat at all anything that takes some of the heat off of luca and kp because it it, right now and he could prove this wrong in the next few weeks but it's feeling like kp is more of a bosh in this in this formula the the three like the third yeah the third level third third, um we need another you know we're not gonna find no no one's gonna be as good as but we we need another guy that teams are really fucking worried about so that luca can't you know we don't see this you know box in defense like they're doing to luca sometimes that that hasn't been as much of an issue because the team's starting to play better but yeah you just you need another big time threat um is that a bradley bill is that a zach levine is that a vucevic like those guys you can't just go get easily so like it's it's you know i'm sure if that that opportunity presents itself the mavericks will take it but you know right now we we're yeah. figuring out what we got so Safe. i don't know yeah uh next question comes from uh james d grambo who asks uh, will you listen to my podcast tomorrow and promote it um i will send you my yeah, <laughs> i'll send you my, did it i'll send you my venmo and you know we'll have something out. No, honestly though, no. James is a good guy, so yeah, of course I'm gonna listen to it. See what that's all about. So. What's the name? Of, what's the name of his pod? I forget. I don't know if I has forget. A name. No, I don't even know if it has a name. It's not. I don't know. Well, I remember it was No Name Podcast at one point, or something like that. Or something like no, that. No Name Podcast is Kenny's podcast. Oh, is that Kenny's podcast? Yeah, it's Kenny. Uh, I don't know what. I have no idea. I don't know. But anyway, I will James, to James tell podcast. us the name of your podcast. And yeah, we'll please. Promote. Okay. Okay. Uh, next question comes from. Uh, oh my god! I never know how to pronounce this. Uh, uh, Bravarian, I think. Okay. okay. Um, what do you guys think Josh Richardson and Luca were arguing about during the timeout against the Jazz? And I did not see this, so I have no idea. Uh, probably like what's the best way to uh, keep a souffle from deflating. <laughs> Um, like the, the ideal temperature in your house needs to be a certain thing. I think he was just like, it's 69. He's like, no, it's 72. If it's too cold, it'll just pop and it's no good. Uh, they no, were just I, uh, continuing an old argument about yeah. one of their, their FIFA matchups. Oh, like, actually, that, that might be still, like a, Luca yeah. was still heated about taking the L, and yeah, that's why Rick was looking at them crazy. Like, we're talking about FIFA guys, we're like, we're down on 15. Yeah, yeah. Luca, yeah, he's like, What the fuck are y'all talking Enough about? Enough about right? Fortnite skins, swear to god. <laughs> All right, let's see. <laughs> that's what um, Luca, chill, microtransactions are ruining the game. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's has a point, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, that's not for that's a conversation for a different day. Um, okay, uh, Brennan asked, uh, do you think Luca will ever take the number seven if slash when Powell leaves no. and change his numbers or follow and follow in the footsteps of Kobe and LeBron? 
Uh, I don't think I, he, I, I don't like, think he changes it. I, I like, like the number seventy-seven I now. Like I like he, he so suddenly. Um, yeah, seventy-seven is kind of iconic now. It's already. a cool fucking number like, now. Like, no, it, it's not a number. You, it, it, it's just cool. I, I just love I how you. Yeah. Can't describe it. It's just fucking cool. I was saying <laughs> I love. Change it. I was saying I love how he went from one European player that wore a weird ass fucking number to another European player that wears a weird fucking number. So I just always continue this tradition going down the line. Just weird fucking numbers with the European stars. That's what I want. There was one player that had a that had that wore seventy seven. God, who was it? Who for us or in general? No, oh god, it was like Radmanovich, maybe. Oh, yes, fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that might have been him. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, Vladimir, Ma- yeah, uh, Vladimir Redmanovich. God, well, that's yeah. crazy. Because what yeah, a he, fucking he, name, dude. I forgot yeah, all about that, dude. Holy, absolutely. Fuck. Yeah, he that guy used to be so nasty in 2K, <laughs> dude. Yeah, he that dude shot bombs from three. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, otherwise, I think like Luke is like just like that's the only guy that I know that I've worn 77. Yeah, so. let's see. All right, so last question for the night, okay, or this podcast, I guess. Um, Simon asks, uh, who is your favorite one season Mav of all time? One season, dude, I don't know, there's so much turnover the last couple of years. Yeah, single season <laughs> Mavs. I, you know, the first one that came to mind was uh, Amari Stoudemire when we got him for we we bought him when we bought him out. Um, yeah, because at the time, uh, I don't know, he just really changed the the intensity of that team. I feel like I've been using that word a lot today, but like I, there was like there was a noticeable difference, and he was just he just wanted to get the hell out of New York, and he just played his ass off here. So he's one of my favorites um, that that came to mind. Um, so I've always been an Amari guy. Man, I don't know. Tyson Chandler twice. <laughs> that doesn't count. He's already been here more, more than one season. Yeah. One season Mav. One season Mav twice. Does, uh, I guess, was that OJ counts. Mayo two seasons? Was OJ Mayo two seasons? I think it was just one. Not Chris Kamen. Um, Not Chris Kamen. That's a yeah. good, yeah. God, Doug McDermott, here. bro. <laughs> I'm gonna say Dougie Buckets, dude. DeAndre yeah. Jordan, because it was hilarious that we shipped his ass off. Like we to, got him, it was like no New damn York. <laughs> and we're like, nope, never mind, don't want him anymore. It's like when we throw away a toy, you know? <laughs> like that, <laughs> like, it's like the Toy Story meme where it's like you just see him throwing away Woody or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. that's how I feel. I don't know, bro. Like I think I think. I think I like I liked the idea of uh, of uh, Doug McDermott so much. Like he's one of those guys that out though, did he? Dude, he's doing great this year. Like he's fucking killing it this year. But yeah, I mean that's one of those guys where I'm like, yeah, I would definitely love to take him back. Uh, how long did Quincy AC play for us? Was it one year? Quincy AC was a lot of fun. I loved having that Baylor Bear. uh, Yeah, he was only here for brutality. He was only here for one season, and he played only six games, but he played a lot of the G League, I think. So, I yeah, Chris Easy would have been cool. Dewan Blair. Oh, Dewan. Yeah. Fucking shit. You're right. No knees, Blair. Dude, that, that's such a, dude we would have won it. We would have won that fucking uh, series. We absolutely would have. We would have won that fucking series, dude. God, that would have. I was so. 
that might be one of the most mad I've ever been after a playoff series. Cause like it would have been an eight upsetting a one and it would have been against the Spurs. It would have been so delicious. And they know they, it's, and they would have been the first team ever to, to, uh, to lose uh, to an eight seed twice. Yeah. Cause they, did, cause they did in 2011 against the Grizzlies. That's right. So, and everybody forgets this shit. And I'm like, no, remember well, did, this. Didn't that San Antonio team, um, wasn't that the year they won? 2014. Yeah. 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 They won. No, yep. that was a, so like, so in theory, we would have won. Exactly. In yeah. theory, yeah, we could have like could have went on a Cinderella run, bro. Like, uh man, we'll that never know. Been, that would have been a Chandler Parsons team, wouldn't it? Was would that a Chandler Parsons? Or was that Monte Ellis? Ellis? Was it just Monte Ellis? I think it was just Mon- Monte. Monte. Uh, Monte. Uh, Monte Vince. Yeah, that was the Vince. Uh, Carter I'm to look, yeah, it was Vince uh, Calderon. Oh my God, Calderon! Fucking Samuel Dallenberg, bro. Dallenberg played like at that a point. man that year. Yeah, we still had Marion at that point. That's Ricky right. Lito, <laughs> Ricky Lito, Gal Meckle, bro. What a fucking roster! Holy shit, dude! Cannot. Jake Young, Jay Crowder. <laughs> Poor shit them off to to be the Wayne dream. Ellington. Wayne Ellington. Holy fuck, dude! What a roster this was. Holy hell. Bernard James, Shane Sarge, fucking yeah. Shane Larkin, Shane Larkin, bro. Oh Holy my hell. god! The, the forever reminder that we did not get Giannis. Yeah, I don't want to be sad today, so I'm not going. <laughs> well, we're not going to be sad. We, we've got some we, things to look forward if to. If we get Giannis, we do not have Luca. That's true. That's, That's true. true. And I will say, in terms of what the career arcs will be, I think at the end of the day, assuming he sticks around, we'll be much better for it. I, I'm I am optimistic in those prospects as well, guys. We All went right. long today. Thank you so much for sending questions. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it has been uh, just an absolute joy to talk basketball with you guys, and uh, we're so pleased that I mean we have uh, basically doubled our numbers since uh, I, I guess it was about a year before Squish and I really, or it was about a year ago before Squish and I really started contributing to the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just call this our anniversary for now because I did not bother to look at the date. Um, but, <laughs> ult- but ultimately like, thank you guys for a year of just uh, awesome NBA Twitter camaraderie. Thank you guys for submitting questions every week. Uh, we love answering them. Uh, the weirder, the better. Uh, thanks for listening to our goofy takes on basketball and how this map season's turning out. Uh, we love being on this roller coaster with you uh, from the lows and the highs. Uh, not just, you know, we don't give up whenever we lose. So, uh, no, we don't. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys so much. You can find Ruben at Reddit Mavericks. You can find Dick Nowitzki, the great corn trollio, at squish 41 uh and you can find me at don underscore denim uh all of our stuff is at mffls.com please uh write a review for us if you got got a second that helps us out a whole bunch uh recommend the pod to other basketball nerds uh you know uh dm us uh, directly if you want us to pop on your pod we're happy to always talk basketball oh, with any and everybody uh we'll be reaching out to a couple of our favorites soon um, and ultimately, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's nothing but love from this side of the, the microphone. So uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, the listeners are why we do this. And it's been a, a labor of love uh, for us. And uh, just shout out to all the MFFLs out there. We really appreciate you guys. Yep. All right. Well, this has been the Hoops and Hethevisons podcast. Uh, hope the Super Bowl does a good. 
Yes. Well, really botched that landing. Have a great week, guys. Later, guys. Adios.